Good afternoon, Ghetto Kings and Queens, and welcome back to Ghetto Diaries Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and you are listening to episode four. So, today's episode, before I get into the quote of the day, on today's episode, I wanted to basically dedicate this episode to my mother. On December 9th, which was two days ago, it was the three-year anniversary of her passing. Now, of course, this time of year is always a bit difficult for me, but I can say truthfully that I have some, I have a peace right now, and I'm grateful to God for that peace. So, let's get into it. Trying to find our quote of the day. Okay. Our quote of the day is... Your trauma is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Again... Your trauma is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Credits to this quote go to at Elizabeth Wirija, so I'm just going to spell it. At Elizabeth, W-I-R-I-J-A. Alright, so let's get into today's episode. I love this quote because obviously... Shit in life is not always fair. So what happens to us is not always our fault. You know, it's not always a good reason at the moment that bad shit happens. But it is our responsibility to react and respond in a way that helps us heal. Our healing is our responsibility. So... The first thing that I wanted to do in this episode is sort of go read a question that I read off of Quora. Someone asks, is a sudden death of a loved one more difficult than a short illness resulting in death? And the response, someone's response was, my husband of 23 years died suddenly on November 28th, 2020. My son, husband, and I all tested positive for COVID on April 23rd, 2020. My husband was admitted to the hospital on May 1st, 2020 and was on a ventilator for six weeks. He recovered and came home on July 11th of 2020. My three children and I were elated that he beat COVID and showed improvement and getting back to his normal life. The early morning of November 28th, 2020, around 4 a.m., I would awake to check on my husband unresponsive in the hospital bed he was never able to leave my whole world just crashed around me i was numb i was angry i was alone so i will say this a sudden death hurts more because it is unexpected it shakes your core i now feel alone and feel i will be alone the rest of my life my husband was going to retire in two years and imagine the things we would do now that our children are older I felt this was our time to enjoy ourselves, but that dream will never be. Okay, that was her response. And this was mine. 
um, sorry, I'm looking for it. I said, and sorry, before I get into this, I would just like to say for those of you who have lost someone during COVID and during this entire pandemic or during this entire year, my heart is with you. And I am so sorry that you've had to experience grieving uh, a loved one because it is very difficult. And especially this year, there was just, there was so much going on and there still is so much going on. So even though to those of you who have not lost someone to COVID, um, my heart is with you because we are all enduring a difficult time right now and the times may get harder, but I know this, in, endurance is strength. So while we've been enduring these hard times, we can only get stronger. Amen? Amen. Okay. Um, now I'm sharing my response to the question, which is, is a sudden death of a loved one more difficult than a short illness resulting in death? I said, I replied, I can't speak from any other perspective than mine, so I will. In August 2016, my mother was diagnosed with stage four cervical cancer. She passed away in December 2017. In my opinion, it was more difficult to anticipate something that would never come, which was a healthy future for my mother, than to have been surprised by a sudden loss. I watched my mother endure chemotherapy, the side effects of the prescriptions doctors gave her, extreme weight loss, extreme exhaustion, extreme blood loss, organ failure, and more. I watched my mother deteriorate in front of my eyes. I laid next to her at night feeling guilty when I awoke to her crying in pain and asking why I hadn't heard her scream my name. I gave her sponge baths. I wiped her after she used the restroom. I fed her and I did my best at keeping the faith for the both of us. Now that I look back on it, I realize what an honor it was to have taken care of one of God's children. I prayed that God would take away her pain as he did. You'd think it would be easier to lose someone suddenly than to quote-unquote, see it coming. The truth is you never see it coming, even when it's right in front of you. I thought this would be a part of my mother's testimony, God bringing her back to life. Instead, it's a part of mine. I had hope for so long, but I knew God was going to give her rest. It didn't make it easier. I was at a loss, angry with God, confused about my purpose, devastated that my best friend was no longer here, and jealous of everyone with normal day-to-day -day problems. Grief is never easy, whether it's anticipated or not. Let me leave you all with hope. Grief is not a linear journey. You will lose and find yourself time and time again. You will lose touch with the soul you've lost and find it again. You'll look up and become, and you'll see them in you. You'll feel their guidance. The days pass, and I advise everyone not to become trapped in grief. You need you, and I'm sure those who are grieving with you need you too. Much love to you all. So I wanted to share my response because, well, I have definitely opened up about my mother's passing and a little bit of her journey with cancer, but I haven't gone into depth about my own personal journey and uh, witnessing 
you know, her substantial decline in health. And I think that that was one of the hardest parts for me is having to endure and watch her endure um, so much pain and so much just loss, you know. She was losing her health daily. But um, I wanted to give a tribute to my mom in this episode because truthfully, my mom was a soldier. My mom was the person that you met at a party and you didn't know them, but want, but you'll leave feeling like you've known them for years. As a child, my mom was the mom that <laughs> came into the room to check on all of the children and ended up being <laughs> the child therapist, um, ended up just talking to the kids about how they felt. Basically, everyone would open up to my mom because she was just that person. She was that caring, loving, genuine person. She genuinely cared about other people's hearts and their well-being. And she was a helper. Um, So I just wanted to talk about her and how badass she was to you guys because some of you know her and some of you never got the pleasure of meeting her and um so yeah I just wanted to talk about her but so let's get started my mom was a bad bitch okay let me take a sip of my water My mom was a real G. She was a real gangster. She was just a real female. She always told the truth and she spoke her mind whether you were going to like it or not. Um, She was not one to play with, okay? She taught me not to be a punk. She taught me not to let anyone bully me. She taught me not to let anyone walk all over me. And I remember being in middle school and she was teaching me just sort of about, she was telling me her experience and how she one time got checked by um, this tall girl in middle school and she never got over it. (laughs) She never got over it. She always told me, look, if you get punked, you will always remember it and you will always regret it. So I just kept that in mind, even when I was scared, (laughs) because I was not always, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I I was a lot of talk at first when I was in middle school and I thought I was, not that I thought I was big shit, but I thought that, you know, I could hold my own in a fight. But I knew, I knew something deep down in me knew that I did not have experience and I was probably going to get my ass whooped if I could fight someone who was, you know what I'm saying, a little bit (laughs) experienced. But my mom's words always <laughs> rang in my ears. Like, all right, you cannot get punked. Like, no, none of that. And she would always say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So <laughs> I just had to. I had to get out there. And she said, if you get your ass whooped, you will get home and I'll beat your ass again. So my mom just raised me to be just tough and just not no punk for sure. I remember she first when she was first teaching me about dating 
she taught me uh she taught me just the worst but the best but the worst <laughs> she taught me to be a player okay she taught me to play everybody she said her saying her infamous saying was if you do not play them they will play you if you do not cheat on them they will cheat on you so i was trying to beat everyone to the punch <laughs> everyone that i dated i definitely cheated on for a while <laughs> my baby daddy was the first guy that i did not cheat on and he ended up cheating on me so i believe that's just relationship karma i believe in relationship karma if you cheat on somebody or if you cheat them bad just trust it will come around and it'll come back around in some type of way <clears throat> but anyways she taught me to be a little player so there I was I was a player and I think it was good for me for the time being because I didn't get attached to guys you know I think that honestly I think that that might be a reason a lot of guys cheat because when you cheat you're sort of detached from the relationship um unless it's somebody that you actually care about but yeah you're mostly detached so I was detached she had me just not caring about these boys. I broke up with the guy one time because we were eating in his kitchen and he started to cry because I tipped over some chato beans. Okay, if you're not Mexican, you don't know what chato means, but just know that they're a form of beans. He literally began to tear up and I got so pissed. I was like, I'm out of here. And I never spoke to him again. <laughs> That's how player my mom had me. She had me not caring about what anyone thought or how anyone felt. I did what was best for me at all times. She also taught me not to depend on any man. She was so big on that. She always wanted me to have my own. She wanted me to get my degree she wanted me to get my diploma then get a degree and get a nice job so that I didn't have to depend on any man and so that I could help my own damn self now I will say this my mom was a bit prideful and didn't like to ask for help all of the time she did ask for help when she really needed it but sometimes when she really 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 needed it she did not ask for help and that was just the pride in her so I didn't take I didn't take that from her I'm not gonna lie of course I had to shake the same hab bad habits so I did have to shake not asking people for help, but I had to get to a place that I realized that asking for help is actually one of the bravest things you can do. And it's, it's okay. It's okay to need help. And close, one of her sayings was, closed mouths don't get fed. So if you don't open your mouth to tell people what you need or what help you'd like, then you can't be upset when they don't know that you need help or they didn't help you. Cause you didn't open your mouth she had so many sayings when keeping it real goes wrong i'll tell y'all about the story behind that one <laughs> okay so my mother was friends with this woman and we're gonna leave her name uh undisclosed we're not gonna we're not gonna give her name we'll just call her we'll just call her trick <laughs> Alright, so my mom was friends with Trick. And I, I have, I've always had a really good judge of character. And 
I feel like I get this from my grandmother and my mother, which my grandmother being her mom. I did not like this friend. I didn't like this friend trick. I just felt like she, I just felt something going on. Some The thing about my energy is that I can't always prove to people with facts why I feel the way that I feel. But nine times out of 10, I feel the way I feel just because my energy, it, I'm just so good at reading people. I'm just so good at it. And I just, there was something about her. I couldn't pinpoint what it was, but I just didn't like her and my brother uh was very was pretty close to her and my mother was close to her so she invited her into she didn't invite her into our home but she needed the trick needed help <laughs> so my mom let her stay with us my mom's money goes missing and my mom approaches trick like well actually she didn't approach trick first she approached everyone else in the house and when she approached you about her money she was definitely like look i had this whatever in my damn drawer did you fucking get it like did you fucking get it tell me the truth yes or fucking no so you know of course everyone denied it and she went up to trick like hey well did you take my money turns out trick did end up taking her money i'm not sure if she told her the truth about it or lied about it but trick had moved out of our house now my mom went to trick's house and literally snuck in the house through the tiniest window and my mom was not the most petite lady at that time so when she snuck into that window i was very impressed <laughs> she snuck into this into this woman's home from the window getting her money back okay i think that ended up um i think the consequences for that ended up biting my mom in the ass which is where she created her infamous saying when keeping it real goes wrong <laughs> she was crazy though she had the best music tastes from Erica Badu to UGK, Andre 3000, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Mana, Aventura. She just she listened to a little bit of everything, like literally a little bit of everything. Lincoln Park. She just her music selection was very wide, and she was the best at. Uh, not keeping up with fashion trends but actually guessing or not guessing but being good at knowing when they were gonna fashion trends would come back before they did or even if she didn't necessarily know or feel that she just was already rocking stuff before people were rocking it she knew snapbacks and scrunchies were going to come back before they did she knew crop tops were going to come back before they did she knew slips were going to come back before they did like she just and she liked things because she liked them not because she thought they were trendy she was just trendy all on her own she didn't have to try or anything um all right i'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> I'm sorry for the background noise, guys. I'm in the process of moving into um, into my own apartment, so trust it will be a lot less background noise, and I will record a lot more often. Right now, I don't necessarily record uh, on a schedule because I'm not able to get peace and quiet uh, 
um, every week on those days. Of course, I'm mom, sister mom, so I'm busy a lot. Um, and even if I'm not busy, kids are just spontaneous. You never know when and what they're going to need. All right, guys. So, I hope that you guys enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm going to have to end. I'm going to have to cut this short um, because family emergencies. So, I hope that you guys enjoyed this tribute to my mother. And I will be recording soon. You guys will be hearing from me soon. I love you all. I hope that you have a great day and a great rest of the week. And Jesus be with you. Love you all. Bye.